Good morning. It's Monday, January the 23rd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's enter in this morning with a prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. And Jesus, we belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, I belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading today is entitled, How Do You Follow Jesus? Our text is from Luke, the second chapter, verses 51 and 52. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. The Word of the Lord Now consider this. We are walking through the story of Jesus, tracing his steps through the great awakening journey of his life, coordinating our calendar with his as the Holy Spirit orders our steps. After the descending journey of Advent and the celebration of Christmas in the Valley of the Manger, we are now into our ascent into the great season of Revelation we call Epiphany. If we were to look back on our itinerary so far, it would look like this. Number one, the star revealed to the Magi. Number two, the five dreams with their angelic interventions. Number three, the consecration of the infant Jesus in the temple. Number four, the first Passover, i.e. the bar mitzvah trip with the 12-year-old boy Jesus and his extended visit. Number five, the baptism with cousin John at the River Jordan. And number six, the wedding with the water into wine sign. Like the scenes of a movie, I like to plot these stories across the timeline of the awakening calendar. If we do not learn to follow Jesus first through the stories revealed in Scripture, how can we hope to follow him beyond them? This journey of revelatory epiphanies will take us all the way to the top of Transfiguration Mountain at which point we will abruptly turn and enter the great descent of the 40 days, a.k.a. Lent, into the valley of the cross. So why are we doing it this way? 
I wrote earlier about how God's people have operated according to a divinely inspired and revealed calendar from the very first week. Six days of work and one day of rest. We are doing this because it helps us follow Jesus, to learn to see what he sees, to hear what he hears, to speak like he speaks to go where he goes, and to do what he does. This can't really be learned by doctrine and precept, essential as those are. It is learned by means of the Word of God and the Spirit of God, by beholding and becoming. We make this sacred pilgrimage every single year, and every single time we see and hear more than we saw and heard before. We see deeper into the revelation, and the Spirit parses this out through our lives, causing the Word to become flesh in us just as with Jesus. We want to remember the life of Jesus in such vividness and with such interconnectedness and interrelatedness with our own life and times that Jesus' story and life becomes seamless with our own story in life. Notice how unburdensome this way of life is. As much as I love the Bible, the goal is not simply to read the Bible. The goal is to become the embodied presence of Jesus in all of our lives. The goal is to follow Jesus through the Bible with him as our rabbi or teacher. It's interesting how we can learn to recite the names of the books of the Bible in order and still not know much of anything about the unfolding story of Jesus. We can learn the doctrines of the Christian faith and even the creeds and still be virtually ignorant of the story and the stories of Jesus, who is the central figure not only of the Bible, but of world history, and not just of world history, but eternity. Jesus' mother, Mary, shows us the goal of such a life. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. We want to learn to treasure the life of Jesus in our hearts, every last bit of it. The more we do this, the more we will find ourselves becoming like him, growing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. The Prayer Our Father, we keep praying that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know you better, that I might become truly humble, which is to awaken to the person you imagined when you fashioned my inmost being, and that I might rise up into the real life for which you created me. Forgetting what is past, I press on toward this high calling. 
But for today, let me find myself sitting next to Mary, learning how to treasure up and ponder the life of Jesus in my heart. I want to live a consecrated life of simple obedience and extravagant love. Show me the next small thing. Come, Holy Spirit. I am ready to move with you. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. And the question, how are you learning to behold Jesus? Not in the abstract, but in vivid, living color. Through the unfolding gospel accounts of his life. How are you learning to treasure up and ponder these things in your heart? What impact is it having? We can spend so much of our time thinking about what we need to be doing or doing better and how we are failing that we can miss Jesus altogether because we're focused on ourselves. How are you turning your eyes upon Jesus? The hymn. Today we're going to sing a, a song. It's a chorus we keep coming back to. It's simple. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. We'll sing it through a couple of times. Join with me now. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the eyes of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen. Today there two notes of significance, I think, in today's wake-up call. Notes for additional reflection and study. I want to commend those to you in the email. And we'll call it a morning with that and send you out loaded up with seeds to hit the fields to sow for awakening. And it's for the awakening. I'm J.D. Wald. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 